This is episode number 24 with Claire Kelly. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number 24. I am so excited for you to meet Claire Kelly. You can find more information about Claire Kelly at theleadersinlove.com. But I have to tell you, Claire is an amazing, amazing individual. Not only does she do healing work, uh, shamanic body work, belief reprogramming, she really gets to the heart of how do we open our lives up to healing, forgiveness, sensuality, sexuality, feeling absolutely open to all the love that we can possibly hold and contain. Her form of work is so intense and spiritually grounded, that whether she is working with individuals who have experienced um, sexual dysfunction, uh, or individuals who've experienced violations of the body, or she's working with individuals who are going through infertility and who really just want to clear their energy so they can open themselves up to new life in a variety of different forms. Um, Claire is someone that you want to know. She's someone who can show you how to awaken and connect with your deeper self on numerous levels from the physical to the mental to the psychological to the spiritual. So I love this episode because at one point Claire even flips the script on me and really causes me to go deeper into my life in terms of what are my limiting beliefs about some of the things that I most deeply want in my life. She's an amazing, amazing healer. And so I want you to listen to today's episode knowing that it is possible to heal, to connect and to awaken. And you know what? It all begins with love. So let's hear from the leader in love, Claire Kelly. Welcome back. This is episode number 17 of She Runs the Show. I have got a wonderful guest for you, Claire Kelly, the love doctor. If you have not heard about her, you definitely need to go to theleadersinlove.com. Today, we are going to talk about a lot of things, but namely how to embrace your own divinity and transform your life. Claire, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me, Cassandra. I'm really excited. Yeah, I've so been waiting to talk to you for so long that I am so excited to get you on the show today because the work that you do obviously transforms lives in many ways and across all areas of life. Talk to me a little bit about the leaders in love and being the love doctor and how that led you to your entrepreneurial journey. (laughs) Well, it's pretty funny because I used to work in corporate life and, you know, then it led to beach volleyball and all these different things. And then when, once I finished playing beach volleyball on, on the, the international tour, I came home and I realized I didn't want to go back to corporate. And I asked, asked Spirit, I asked the universe to show me what they wanted me to do. And I kept getting love doctor, love doctor, love doctor. And I was like, what is the love doctor? Like, who is the love doctor? And then I realized my, my partner, one of his good friends had given me a, a set of love tarot and I'd been doing reads for all these men for years but I wasn't getting paid for it and I used to give people people would come to me and they'd have a love assessment and we'd see what was going on in their love life and you know what was their issues and then we'd come up with a love prescription and then the idea was if they took their love prescription then their love life got better and if they didn't it was like not taking your medicine you know like a normal doctor so that was I was doing love doctor unofficially for a while um but then yeah Spirit was just like, you need to just be the love doctor. And I was like, okay. And then that was, I really accepted then, all right, love doctor, what is it? And then I just kept getting shown more and more about the work. I got shown, I was running big meditations with women, helping them to clear cancer and a few different things. And it was amazing just by opening up and asking, you know, what I needed to do. But the more I stepped into healing and the more I've stepped into this work, the more I've realized that people have no under, a lot of people don't have any understanding of why they should do healing or why they should, you know, start meditation or spiritual, 
spirituality. And that led me to Leaders in Love. And so Leaders in Love is basically a site where I go and review different healers and I'll talk to different people and I'll review anything that I've gone through my stuff. So when I did my 10-day psychosomatic course, you video blogged the whole thing and I tell people what's coming up for me. I had all these injuries going into it and then everything came up connected to the injuries throughout the course. So Leaders in Love is really, you know, the idea behind that is to awaken, inspire and empower the masses to take action and to just get an idea of what alternative healing is really all about because a lot of people don't know you know, how it can help you and why you should even look into it. But it's really, at the end of the day, it's just about optimal health and what can you do to be in your best body possible and live the best life possible. So, yeah. So when you think, you know, a lot of women entrepreneurs, you know, feel like they know that yoga is good for them. They know acupuncture yeah. is good for them. They know, you know, you know, just having um quiet time, putting your, your bare feet on the grass and, and grounding yeah. yourself. All of these things are important. But what I, the argument I hear is, but there's never enough time. There's ne- So being a love doctor, talk to me a little bit about why that really can't hold ground if you want to be your best self. Well, I think a lot of people think they have to work harder and do more for things to happen in their life. You know, we, Often we think, I've got to push myself more, I've got to achieve more, I've got to do all these things. But when you actually learn how to switch off like, and open up to different messages, so when you step back, when you can accomplish more, is it Bruce Lee, he said, quote, you accomplish less effort. So what I've found with me personally, when I've stepped back and I've relaxed and I've let myself meditate, when I've really been stuck with something, the answers will come through. And I haven't actually consciously thought about unconscious awakening as such. And now I don't even think about I don't even think about my work or different things. I just I'm in a space of trust because the universe just shows me what's next. So for example, I got shown, you know, this training in Hawaii over a year ago and then when every it's come through it's like okay I'm just meant to do that training and I'm not I'm not trying I'm not pushing anything but I'm just trusting that I'm I'm going on the right path so it's almost like I'm accomplishing more without trying to force it so much if that makes any sense Um, so it's really just trying to balance out like you might think that you have to work harder but you might get more accomplished by actually stepping back and, you know, you do your meditation in the morning, you'll get shown people that you might need to ring or connect to in that day, and then you might just land a massive deal in one phone call versus trying to, you know, call 50 people during the day. So it's working smarter, not harder, but what works for you to work smarter? For me, meditation and the other things, my life just becomes easier because you're in the flow. Mm. And, you know, nothing can can kind of get in the way of the flow more than fear. How do you how do you deal with your fear? Well, fear is a really interesting one, you know, and a lot of entrepreneurs, obviously, there's just fear is ever there's fear of success, there's fear of failure, there's fear of the unknown fear itself. It's actually cortisol. It's a chemical reaction. So what happens is when people go into fear, their whole body shuts down. Your central nervous system shuts down and you can't actually function. So it's it's not just a mental thing. It can be a really strong physiological thing. And people actually, you can see their body, everything's shutting down. So the key really is learning to understand that, one, it's a chemical reaction and understanding the triggers that's behind that fear. So you might have to go really deep to the core this, of you know the trigger what is what is your trigger what are you really scared of are you really scared of you know things not working or are you scared of being rejected you know so you've got to go a little bit deeper than just the initial reaction but then also give people an opportunity or a way to manage that fear so you might have fear come up but it doesn't have to rule you you know, if you're aware of what's going on with your body, you can use breathing, you can use, you know, different meditations, you can change your environment because certain environments will trigger fear for people as well and people. And so if you understand the triggers and then take that power away from the triggers almost, you know, like if you have some irrational fear around police or maybe because you got arrested 
once when you're 15, like that can rule your life. Like, true. You're going to be afraid of police cars the rest of your life. <laughs> you can't be. Yeah, and this is a real thing. This is like a very people just you know. I remember my ex used to break out with the sweat. Like anytime we just pull up to a police car, and it, he couldn't function. He'd yeah. like freak out, and then the police would look at him and go, "What? This guy's totally freaking out. We need to pull him over." Exactly. Look at his reaction. He would create. So Totally. So it's a re- it can be a real loop that people get into. So you've got to really understand where is the trigger coming in from and what's real. It's all, you know, a lot of it's just an illusion, but people don't know how to shift it. And they, they think that it's real, but it's actually not real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and how do you know the difference between, or maybe it's both, but you tell me, how do you know the difference between knowing that whatever's going on for you that may feel negative, whether it's negative energy or fear or doubt or worry, is a an internal shift that you need to make in terms of what you believe or is an external shift that you need to make, meaning you need to go into a different career or start a different business or end a, like, how do you know whether the source of it is the internal or the external? Well, usually the source of it's always going to be <clears throat> the internal because even if you have a very stressful environment, you can, if you're calm in yourself, you can handle it, right? So any any time that someone's stressed, it's an internal connection. It's their mind and it's their thoughts. So how stress actually works and fear in particular, you know, we can operate homeostasis, homeostasis, having everything in balance. When we get a little bit stressed, we move into stage one. Stage two, we might start to get a little bit ill. Um, you know, we might start drinking a bit having lots of coffee, manage the situation. Stage three is when your body completely crashes. So when you hit stage two stress, you've got to look at, well, what's actually causing the stress itself and, again, the fear. So it might be, you know, you might be freaking out about losing your job, you know, and it's not necessarily losing the job. It's maybe you're going to lose your home or, or everything else. And so people work themselves up into this mental state of anxiety and fear over something that hasn't actually happened yet. So it's all fear to me is a lot of it is it starts internally, but the external conditions can, can obviously add to that. So it's recognizing what is it first that the stress is is it because you deep down you are in a job that you know you don't like um or is it you know something else and that but the fear itself the stress itself is always from an internal perspective and that's why you can see people in the middle of chaos you can see someone in stillness and peace you know so if you can manage your own mind you can manage your emotions you can handle any situation and I've seen people totally freak out you know you look at an accident and you can see people going into absolute fear and not able to function they're just completely shut down and then you have other people that are really present and are able to handle that situation because they've managed their state um, to be able to be, stay present. So it comes down to being able to manage your state and recognizing when you're starting to go into fear or stress in particular. Does that make sense? It, it does make sense. And you know what? So here's, I was reading your blog post where you said, it's not you, it's me. Breaking out of the relationship. <laughs> I love this blog post. Okay, so, so, but here's my thing, right? Because, okay, if you're present enough to what you're feeling to kind of, choose to be present and yeah. work through it. That's one thing. But when you, at the end of this blog post, yeah. you talk about <laughs> not being able to let your guard down. How present can a person be if, and, and how can they manage their stress well if they're one of those people who have, you know, a really difficult time being vulnerable, open, intimate, you know, available for whatever. They, how, how can they do that? Well, I suppose the first step is recognizing that you have, uh, you know, blocks there. Are you still there, Cass? Oh, I'm still here. Oh, no, I'm still here. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, Yeah, the first step is recognizing that you might struggle with being vulnerable, being open. But if you look at certain situations, there will be times that you have open in the right environment environment to the right people so fear can come in when people feel like they should open but they can't for whatever reason so you might want to connect to someone like a man for example but if you can't trust them you can't open you know so there's there's a very real there is often a real reason why you can't go there 
you know, it might be your body getting that gut instinct going, oh, there's something not quite right here. And I don't know what that is, but I'm going to trust my instinct. So it's almost like becoming more connected again to your own emotions, your own intuition, so you can define what's real and what's not real. Yeah, it's, it's a hard, you've got to just know your own, I suppose know what your patterns are as well and have a look at your patterns and see if there is a particular pattern playing out over and over again and if that's real or not and going back to, well, how do I want to be? I want to have an open, connected relationship with my partner. I want to be able to express what I need to express. So you might actually have to do a bit of work on opening up in a safe space. If you've, you know, grew up and you can never speak up and you can never communicate what you want to, you might need to go to a space where you can actually talk out without judgment and learn to do that in a safe way so you can bring that in. Because if you want to bring something in, you have to experience it. You have to know what it feels like to be in a connected space and to be able to open up. If, if you can't experience that, you can't bring that in. How can you bring that energy in? You can't bring in a beautiful relationship if you never experienced it before. You don't know what it even feels like. And that's why a lot of people with you know, domestic violence and abuse, they don't actually know what it feels like to be treated well because their whole life they've been treated a certain way. And so, again, the fear actually comes in when someone's really connected and, and showing them a safe space. That, that's the cortisol because it's fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. They actually know, they know the domestic violence, they know the abuse, but my brain knows that. And the brain is so powerful, it always goes back to what it knows. So you have to really rewire the pathways and you have to rewire your neurological pathways so that you're normal, that what you really want becomes normal for you. And how long does it take to do that? I mean, I can hear a lot of type A women going, okay, I know I need to take certain patterns. But like, how long is this going to take? Like, is this a, a lifetime on the couch of my therapist? Or is this something that over a few months I can begin to unfold with? Well, uh, it's a pretty, look, it's a funny one because, you know, there's a few different things on it. You can shift something. In my opinion, you can actually shift the energy on something instantly if you get awareness on it. But it's a feeling. It's an actual, it's a physical experience. It's the feeling. It's not with the rational mind. Like the problem is when you go to a therapist and you often talk things over and over again, it's just the story that you're playing out. You're not actually shifting the energy on the actual event. So, for example, with my client with you know the pregnancy situation, we had change in her body, the energy connected to pregnancy. We had to change that energy, and it was, you know, literally she felt it, and we did it in one session. However, then she had to get used to being around this guy in a different energy. So there's a few things at play, but you can actually shift. Shift can happen instantly. However, if you've had a really big program playing out for a while, another really, a really amazing woman that I know, she's had this massive program playing out for a long time. And her normal reaction is, say, one of diminishing herself, putting other people first. We've got the insight on why she does that, but now she she has to change the way of being and that's a long-term program for her 50 years she's been acting a certain way and so if you can imagine trying to change that pattern even though she's got awareness on it even though we can shift the energy on the situation she has to learn to be a new way of being and the more I've studied the dopamine and the cortisol and, and, you know, even with sport, people say it's 21 days. Well, it's actually not. It's 45 days for the brain to really have strong neurological connections. Mm-hmm. So the way of being, you, you can change the energy instantly, but to really have transformation, new way of being, it's, it's 45 days, which is why, you know, my course and my programs, it's allowing that space to, you've got to, you've got to keep um, embedding the energy that you want to bring in, because otherwise the brain goes back to your, your default patterns. You know, it's like your computer, it'll, you've got to reset the computer, um, but if you don't keep updating it, you know, it just goes back to the original ones that you had on there. And that's how the brain kind of works as well. You've got to keep updating it and you've got to bring in the new software so that you get used to that, you know, and get used to operating a certain way rather than your old default patterns. And that's what I think makes your, your program so important because, um, the Lotus program is a seven week program, but I think what happens is if we're so used to being in our everyday lives, surrounded yeah. by the same kinds of energy and the same kinds of thought patterns, there yeah. isn't a safe space necessarily to practice this, to practice this new way of being, but the Lotus program gives you that space. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's the thing, you know, you can you can do all this work on yourself and change how you react and change your own state. If the people around you are, are constantly seeing you the old way, then it's so much harder for you to be the new, you know, embody the new energy. So what I want to, what Lotus is about is holding a space for, for women and men that really are ready to make change so that that energy is embedded and they don't get affected by their immediate situation or environment around them. They become strong enough to move through that, to maybe get away from that you know, domestic violence relationship to be able to have a space where you can connect and not feel judged, you know, and not be kind of put down for sharing, you know, what you want to bring in and what you want to create. And that's the idea behind it is just helping people move through their own muddy emotions so then it becomes normal to to be in your divinity and to be open and you feel safe to do that. Because if you tell someone, oh, you You've got to speak up, but they've been living that way for 20 odd, you know, 30 years. They they have to do it. You have to. They have to find a way to do that, you know, without getting shut down. Exactly. Otherwise, they'll just go back to what they knew before. So, yeah, it's really just about holding the space for people that they can. They have the network and they have the community and they have the tools. You know, you just have the meditations and you have your little, you know, one of like one of the exercises that I have in there that I don't think I've shared it with you is, you know, you go to, you might go to say a bar or a coffee shop or, or somewhere and you wear, you might really wear like a really outrageous shirt or if you're a girl or a guy, you might go into a bar and you might order a drink that you never normally would and then you get you get this experience of people judging you and totally not seeing you, they're just seeing what you're buying, you know, just the, the outside, the external, you know, it's to help people realise how much judgement comes in on a day daily basis and then finding a way to detach from that but often we're our own worst enemies so really the idea for me is to help people release their own restrictions on themselves because your own stuff judgment your own beating yourself up and literally saying stuff to your body that i'm not good enough and i'm not this and i'm not strong enough that's actually when you get sick so it's like we have to change the way that you think about yourself and your behaviors and you know we have to take actions that yeah you'll feel uncomfortable you some of these things you really won't want to do but that's then you'll have the breakthrough you know so some of the exercises are pretty fun and I've got pretty creative <laughs> and I've done them myself and that's the thing. You know, I had, I've taken my own love prescription now for quite a while. I keep updating it and it's always fun, you know. It's really fun. So it might be, again, if you've had issues around embracing your sexuality, I might say, hey, all right, you've got to go to a burlesque course now. You've got to go do something like And then we're like, no way. But then, but then you do it and then you liberate, you know. You're liberating your own restrictions. It's just making embracing your, your divinity normal. And, yeah. and what do you think, for women entrepreneurs specifically, what limitations have you seen that that they need to break in order to step into the divine part of themselves? Well, that's a really interesting one because there's so many beliefs that can limit, uh, you know, women as businesswomen. You know, even the fact that, well, I'm a woman, so, uh, you know, and in a man's world, so I have to play the game this way and I have mm -hmm. to act a certain way. Mm -hmm. So you see all these, you know, you get all these women in these power suits and all this stuff, but then every once in a while, someone will come in and a woman who's totally embracing her femininity and she will get whatever she wants. Like she can just stand the figure, she'll get whatever she wants because she's not denying those aspects of her femininity. So the biggest problem I've found with women entrepreneurs is a lot of them are denying their feminine aspect. But if they embrace the feminine aspect, they would actually probably get a lot quicker and easier than trying to be in the masculine energy all the time. It doesn't mean that you don't have to be that way sometimes and there's a time and a place, but there's also a time and a place where you can embrace your femininity. So even having the belief that you can't, you know, to be a woman in a man's world, you have to act a certain way. That that can be a restriction, you know. Um, even, you know, stuff around money or, you know, I'm a woman so I have to be a certain way or I have to do, you know, I should be at home with the kids. There's a lot of guilt. The guilt. You know, heaps of guilt. So much guilt, you know. And the guilt is so sad because at the end of the day, everyone's just doing their best. So really the self 
self-doubt and um, berating themselves is often what I would see as a restriction because how can you bring in and how can you create what you want to create if you're in a constant state of negativity and if you're blocking yourself by saying, you know, guilt, shame, all this energy, it's heavy. It's heavy. You're not inspired when you're in that space. You know, to really be successful, you've got to be inspired and your energy's got to be clear. And so when you have stories, you know, whatever story that is, I'm not good enough. I've got to work hard. Harder. I've got to do more. You know, I had one where I, I just felt like I had to do do more to try and prove myself to my mum or to my family. And I literally, you know, did degrees. I travelled, did all this stuff. And then I realised, what am I? What am I chasing? I'm chasing my own validation here. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's always going to be there's always going to be people that, you know, we're trying to get external validation. But what happens when you take those people away? Does that make you any less? No, yes, of course yeah. not. It's your own. It's your own validation that matters. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks of you unless you make it mean something, you know, because if, if you if you were to live your life, you know, not letting yourself do things because people should say you shouldn't do this or that, then a lot of people wouldn't, wouldn't act. There's so many opportunities to become offended and to be offended. So people spend their whole lives being offended, whereas if you don't make anything about you, then it becomes easy, you know, and that's, a, that's probably a big mantra of mine, you know, don't make anything about, I don't make it about me. Take yourself out of the equation and understand that sometimes people don't call you back because they've got that, they've got their own stuff going on. Exactly. You know? We like to make it about us. But, <laughs> <Me too. laughs> but it's really, it rarely is it ever. <laughs> it's like, if someone hasn't called you back, maybe they just don't have any credit on their phone. Like, exactly. you know, because How they don't you know? have any money. You don't know. And so I, I mean, I definitely, I'll kind of not make up a different story, but before, you know, if I hadn't heard from someone or I didn't get a deal or whatever, like, oh, you know, I'm not good enough for this. And now I'm going, oh, no, that's cool. It just wasn't the right time. Or, you know, maybe they've got some other stuff going on. And so I don't get upset and I don't get offended. And that actually helps you stay in the moment a lot quicker. And when you can stay in the moment, then you can embrace opportunities that maybe you wouldn't have seen otherwise. So on a business level, the more you can be present and the more you can stay connected, it's going to help you too. So if you, if you're meeting with someone and they're late and instead of coming from, oh, you're an asshole, you didn't respect my time, like, you know, she shut down straight away from the beginning of the meeting. It's totally different if you walked in there, if they walked in, you're like, hey, how are you going? You know, and then you'll just find those start a positive, but it's totally different and it stays open yes. so then you're allowed to go it's just it's getting rid of the judgment and understanding that every person is always doing the best that they can it might not appear like that to you because you're coming from your own filters and your own conditioning but when you can take yourself out of the equation you know what maybe they were late because their mum's had a car accident or exactly. you know whatever whatever it is that can help you stay present and not go into anger or frustration or any of these emotions that are going to be a disconnect during the meeting and during a business deal you know so it's about being present and then you can really allow the truth to come through and allow it to go where it needs to but a lot of people will shut things down and they'll shut people down before you know they really get into it so yeah the more you can stay present the better but you've got to recognize when your energy is changing when your state is changing so it's all it's all about self it's all about self absolutely and so for the the woman entrepreneur who's listening to this and she's thinking to herself oh my goodness i got a heap of guilt and those power suits with those shoulder pads need to go somewhere else because i hated them anyway um and will the lotus program be a program that will help that woman to sort of get present and to become more available to the good that's out there and shift her energy Yeah, absolutely. Because it's funny, even the shoulder pads, that's on the heart chakra. So it's extra protection on the heart chakra. Like, mm-hmm. there. So even when you go out, it's like to make you look tougher and bigger and like block your heart. You know, so if a lady came to me from that world, you know, she's got a lot of stuff going on and that it's not safe for her to really open up. And you know, embrace that aspect. So the Lotus is all about being able to step into a totally different energy and a different level of connection with yourself and the people around you. And it it does actually break my heart when a lot of, I I see a lot of clients and they don't realize 
that there's so much more available. They can that you can learn to relax. You can switch off. You know, and, and even on a sexual level too. You know, you've got to be able to let yourself receive and yeah. receive Ooh, pleasure and let go. If you can't let go, how are you going to orgasm? You're not going exactly. to orgasm at all. Like, good luck with that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> By yourself, and everybody else is not happening. And, and that's just <laughs> not okay with me as the love doctor. You know what I mean? So I'm on a mission on so many levels because again, if you can't let go and you can't surrender then how are you going to be able to, you know, have a pregnancy and bring in things that you want? And sometimes when we can, when we can give up control, it's amazing. You know what? We're so women are so tired of having to be in control. You don't have to be in control. Sometimes we want our men to step up, you know, and 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 we have to allow them to be able to do that. A lot of women won't even give their men a chance to step up. They won't even give them a chance. So this is almost giving the women a space where they can switch off and surrender and allow people to help them. It's so much nicer when you can let people help you and you can accept their help and you can surrender and just, you know, sometimes you just you need to just need let let everything fall away and let it go so that then you can feel supported by the people. You know, and it's it, tiring. It is. And, you know, I think one of the gifts in a program like the Lotus Program is Learn how to do that in a safe, wonderful, filled with positivity sort of space before you yeah. are brought to your knees by something like an illness, right? Like, Absolutely. why don't you learn how to do it in a more pleasant, <laughs> fun way rather than getting an illness that now forces you to be in a position of learning it? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I had one client, She's uh, she's been an engineer, right? So she works in this really high power um, firm and she was in a constant state of anxiety constant state of anxiety and her body was just completely breaking down and how you can't function she's going to have to take if she doesn't deal with that she's going to have to take months and maybe a year of her business while she deals with a mental breakdown exactly. that is not that is not being productive and so it might seem uh, guilty about having meditation doing yoga or even just 10 minutes for yourself but what that actually does is allows your body to get back to homeostasis, it allows you to get back to balance so that then your body doesn't need to go to stage three stress to make you stop. So when people get injured, when they have health issues, and you know, this is why people get so sick when they go on holidays, because they've been going and going and going and they never let themselves <clears throat> switch off. And then they finally go on holiday and what happens? The body goes, oh, finally, I can clear all this stuff that I've been holding forever. <laughs> and then they're completely sick for two weeks and then they go back and they do it all over again and then find the coping mechanisms, you know, like alcohol or drugs or whatever it is it might be sex addiction any kind of thing that whatever it is it's all just to try and help you manage it but it's not a healthy way to manage it and mm -hmm. so that's why the lotus is really like have some fun it doesn't have to be i don't want people to get to really sick or get really injured before they'll start taking action but you know what if that's what it takes and then you come okay cool but you've got to have find a different way of being because it's not sustainable long term the breakdown will be worse next time you'll have a more serious injury you know you might hurt your foot a little bit and next time you might break your leg on the same side because you didn't listen to your body saying hey you need to slow down you know so that's true. Yeah. So yeah. people are listening to that. They're like, I really don't want my leg to break. <laughs> you know, <laughs> how do I sign up for the Lotus program? Where do they go? Well, <clears throat> the best thing is to go to theleadersinlove.com and, you know, I have all the links to my programs and my coaching and stuff up there. There's a show. So I put up, you know, the links to my blog and the radio show as well. So we do the weekly radio show and I am, hopefully um, the podcast will be up pretty soon too. People will be able to subscribe on there. Yeah. But yeah, the, the injury side, I mean, I'm not saying people are going to break their leg, but when we get injuries, recurring injuries, you find a lot of people get injured on the same thing and the same yes. thing keeps happening and happening and happening because they haven't actually dealt with the emotional issue. So they might deal with the physical, oh yeah, I'll go see a physio or whatever, get it sorted out, but then it'll happen again, but it'll, it'll be worse because they haven't dealt with the real issues. So even injuries on the left side and the right side, if you get issues on the right knee, for example, that's around moving forward and in direction um, and not being able to, you know, get clear on your direction. So you have to look at, well, what's the core issue here? What's really going on? Okay, there's fear around moving forward in your career. You know, you'll get an injury. Someone will get an injury. Like I, there's heaps of athletes. And there was one guy, he literally got fined by his club 
he was a captain. He, you know, there was a threat that he was going to get sacked from his club. What happened the next day? He did a massive injury on his right side, on his leg, on his knee, and you know, to do with his money and his career. And it was like, there you go, like. The fears come through because he didn't deal with the real issue, he didn't deal with the emotional side. So his body now was, was trying to make him stop and say, hey, it's okay. Like, So I don't want people to get to that point. But if you have already had a few injuries or issues, then definitely you need to, you need to get on board. And, and so. But I think what I love about the Lotus program is the idea that when you begin a program like this, you really are you're making a statement that yeah. you're going to begin a new journey. You're going to do this thing differently and you're creating yeah. the space in which to do it. And to me, that's different than trying to do it on your own. I mean, I've read Louise L. Hayes, You Can Heal Your Life, you know, since the beginning yeah. of time. And so yeah. I know if there is a, a, some knee problem, I'm like, okay, where am I not willing to bend, you know? Or I know if there's rotator cuff issues, I'm taking yeah. the world on my shoulders. But it's not necessarily, awareness is important. But what yeah. you do after you become aware is, to me, is more important. <laughs> yeah, because there's one thing having awareness, yeah. but you still have to change. You have to change the way you, you are. Yes. You have to change the way. And most people don't actually know, how do I change? How do I change this? You know, people literally go, Claire, how do I change this? How do I shift this? And it's like, well, it's like a muscle. It's like training. you got to practice it. you got to practice it become till it becomes automatic. Automatic, like driving a car, and you have to a new way of being. It has to become automatic. So the subconscious mind—it's not something you think about, you know. And instead of allowing yourself to go into a connection that might feel a bit funny, automatically you just go, you know what? No, I'm not even going to go there. And you don't even think about it because it's normal for you to not even put yourself in a space with people that don't respect you or don't value you or any of that. So it's really about helping people to. to to find a new way of being that becomes comfortable. Because there is a transition. There's a transition from one area to another area. If you haven't stood up for yourself your whole life and you haven't you know, set your boundaries, can you imagine the transition from there to, to then people in your life where you're going, you know what, no, I'm not going to do that. I don't feel like I should do that. You know, of course, there's going to be backlash from people in your life if you're changing into a more empowered state. So... Really, I want people to be – the program's about being empowered, and I don't take responsibility for any person on that course. They have to take complete 100% responsibility. I'll hold the space for them, and I'll do everything that I can to help people transform, but I'm not living their journey for them. I'm not in their body. I don't know their situation, but I do know there has to be a space where they feel supported, you know, and where where they can – feel empowered and take action and have people around them and tools around them that will allow them to stay strong, allow them to keep speaking up and allow them to get healthier and stronger in their body and in their daily lives. Absolutely. So That's, that's powerful. And really just return to what is actually their natural state, even though they've lived in another way for so long, it doesn't yeah. feel natural to return there. Yeah, it's funny because um, I think Dan Millman, one of his books, he talks about, you know, when you're a baby, you're, you come into this world and you're 100%. You know, everyone sees you as 100%, you're beautiful, you're perfect. But then throughout our lives, we start taking away. We start subtract, subtracting from our 100. And, and, you know, at what point did people start making themselves less than and, you know, Lotus is all about helping people realize their own stories and realizing that none of it, none of it matters unless they choose to make it matter. What your truth is totally different often what people think it is, That's you right. know. And you might have a pattern with relationships, but uh, you know, you go, oh, I'm terrible with relationships. Well, yeah, you would be with that attitude because you're so good <laughs> at validating our beliefs. You're exactly. going to validate. You'll do anything to validate yeah, that belief. That's and right. how many, how many women do you know? Oh, you know, I always get cheated on, and exactly. they will find. Any evidence to validate that they get cheated because people on. like to be right. They like to be exactly. right. We're so good at validating work. So why would you not validate a different belief? Yes. You know, it's all about what are your beliefs? Validate a more empowering belief. Don't validate beliefs that make you feel crap. Don't validate beliefs that are taking away from who you really are and what your essence is. You know, but a lot of people, unfortunately, they don't realize that they are just stories and their beliefs that you can 
clear. Yes. Yeah, they make it real. And that's when someone makes it real that they're not good enough, that's, that, that is so heavy. So I just want to help people lift that from themselves, you know, with this. I'm very excited about Lotus. It's my oh, little yes. place. <laughs> I can't wait. It's I can't wait back. to jump in. I can't wait to jump in because I, I like to be right, and there are certain things I'm right on right now that I really don't need to be right on. So I'm excited oh, really? <laughs> to jump in the program and get some of my, you know, and I'll give you an example of one. So I yes, have, yeah, you know. You want to work? So I had three children from my first marriage. I've been trying to get pregnant with my fourth baby in my new marriage for a long time. We're talking maybe six years at this point and had one miscarriage last year. But when I think about my infertility thing, because I had some difficulty between number one and number two, no difficulty getting pregnant between two and three. What I keep validating is this. I keep validating the belief that it is difficult for me to get pregnant. But I never focus on the fact that I've had three, and I had those three before I was even 27. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay. So my story is it's hard to get pregnant. But the reality is, is I had three children before naturally. No fertility, none of that before 27. But I'm not focusing uh-huh. on that story. I'm focusing on the it's difficult to get pregnant story. So guess what? It's difficult for you to get pregnant. Yes, it is. <laughs> Which is why I need your program so that I can uh, rework my story here because it's not helping me out. Well, at least you've at least you've got awareness that that's your story, but you need to start replacing that story straight away. Now it's like, man, it's I get pregnant all the time. See, wouldn't that be awesome? Even when I hear you say that, I get that, pregnant so easily. It makes me feel better. Yeah. Even to hear you say that, I feel like that's a much lighter feeling. Believe me. Yeah. Isn't it? And it is. It's actually the feeling. And I, it's funny because I'm 35 and I don't have any children. Um, however, I believe that I am super fertile. That's my belief. I'm super fertile. And I'll get, I'll get pregnant like this. And it, I know that if I want to have kids, I, I could because I just feel clear. However, saying that, that belief keeps me open and it keeps me to possibilities whatever my journey is with children or family or whatever I have that belief and my body and my mind is helped because I'm like super fertile but I'll get pregnant like that you know saying that I feel my body yeah (laughs) but even if you start saying that you're like I'm super fertile and everything like the foods that you're eating you know even there's so many things like different things you can do to you know so the foods I eat they're all foods that are you know connected with super fertility I suppose you know so even the that you put in your environment, everything will support that. However, the core belief is the one that you got to look at. So, yeah, at least you've got awareness on that. But, yeah, I, I would say to you, you know, I'm super fertile and actually say it with meaning yeah, and feel it. it. Like, because you are super fertile, you've already had three kids. Like, exactly. That's, that's what's real. Like, that's the truth. The other stuff, this, this other, that's the block. The, the belief is the block. It's not your body. Your body is there. It's just clear its emotional aspect and knowing. And then, then of course, you'll get pregnant. Exactly. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait for Lotus. I really can't because I want to practice. I want I put, I, I just wrote down, I'm super fertile on the back of the letter. That's going to be my new affirmation that I go through every yeah. single day. But you in, are super fertile. You better be careful with that paper. Trust I know. me. You've got to be ready. Like, you put that out there. <laughs> And that, you know, the other piece of it is it's like I'm 37. I just turned 37 and I'd like to have five more kids. So I'm sort of looking uh-huh. at myself going, oh, my goodness, I better be super fertile if there's five more souls waiting for me. I don't know. Well, yeah, you are. So yeah, I wouldn't even worry about it. I mean, this, look, look at how many women have had kids late into their 40s. You know, again, it comes down to the stories and the beliefs that you choose. If you look after yourself and you keep your energy clear and you have a positive outlook, you know, the women that can't get pregnant, they have beliefs around they can't get pregnant. That's the bottom line for whatever reason. And so that is really the biggest block. The universe doesn't hear pregnant, it hears can't, you know. So it's just if, it, if you just keep saying super fertile, uh, super fertile and you get pregnant easily, like all the time, then that's what's going to start to happen. But you have to believe it with 100% of your being. And if you don't believe it, then again, the energy can't come through. So it's about being in alignment with your beliefs. And because you could tell yourself, oh, yeah, I'm super fertile, all of this stuff. But deep down, you go, oh, I'm not really. You know, you've got to feel it. You've got to really believe it. And maybe that's even reconnecting back to the times where you were pregnant and 
and you got really easy, like you got pregnant easily, and maybe it's even reconnecting to that energy and knowing, wow, I really am super fertile. Like, you know, you've got to really feel it. And I suppose that's some of the law of attraction stuff and that coming in. But, you know, because you can say all the beliefs in the world, but if your body and your energy doesn't connect to that belief, you know, if it's almost like, again, a layer that you're putting over something else, then Again, you can't make it happen. So you've got to get an alignment with that. And that's where you go. You kind of go deep. All right, what do we need to do? What do I need to shift? When did I start believing that I couldn't get pregnant? When did I start doubting that I'm fertile? You know, and then realize at some point you've made that story and you've taken on that story and then realize, oh, wow, that story, I'm going to let go of that story now. Because people take on stories from at any point. You can take on a story at three or four years old and it can run your whole life. Like it's quite sad sometimes if you have someone, you know, men don't love me. I'm never loved by men. Mm -hmm. And they've had that story their whole life. And then you go back and go, well, hold on a minute. What about your dad doing this for you? What about this? What about this? You do not think that's showing love? Oh, well, no, because I had the belief that I'm not loved by men. So they're only focusing on the negative and not on the blessings and the story, recognizing where did the story come in? Where did the disconnect come in? Release it, clear it, and believe a new new story that is empowering and that lifts you. And you know what? Either way, you're moving closer towards what you want and your health is shifting. You know, I can't guarantee that people will get pregnant. I can't say that. But I know moving towards something that lifts your energy and inspires you and it's exciting, is so much better for you than believing a story that totally shuts you down. Exactly. You know? And that's... And even in you just, you know, me telling you my the story that I'm telling right now and you saying I'm super fertile, I felt a, sh- a feeling, a shift yeah. just in yeah. that change. <laughs> so I think, you know, to me, the Lotus program is something where if you want to really get accustomed to being present with a new way of being and you want to practice yeah. it, then you yeah. need to be in that program because that's yeah. what it's designed to do. Yeah, it's it's really is for people that are ready to transform their lives. It's people that are really they've had enough. They've had enough of you know repeat negative patterns in relationships. Maybe they've had enough of a particular relationship. Maybe they're over their career. You've got to be ready for change to come into it. You know, and I don't actually want people that aren't ready to take responsibility and take action. I'm not saying it's going to be easy for people because it's not easy to break a pattern that you've maybe had your whole life or a story or, you know, move from victim into taking ownership. Most people don't want to take ownership. They don't want to do their work. They want to blame someone else why they can't get pregnant. They want to blame this or blame them or blame the food or their partner or whatever. You know, it's hard for people to take responsibility. But when you do, your whole life changes. And when you don't get offended by other stuff, and I just really want people to have a different level of freedom. You know, you see so much suffering and it's self-imposed suffering from stories and beliefs. And, you know, I just want to assist other people to really transform the way of being in the world and how they react or how they don't react. You know, it doesn't have to be as hard as we often think it is, but the space is there for people to really go on the journey and have some fun with it. It doesn't have to be heavy. Like, it's like some, sometimes people release a story and they're oh, my God, I cannot believe that. And then, you know, once you realize it's a story, then you can do the complete opposite to what you normally would do. So if you have a belief, oh, I'm no good at communicating with men or I can't make eye contact, then guess what? Your homework's going to be. You're going to have to make eye contact. <laughs> exactly. And, you, and you have to, you're going to have to flirt. Like, you have to get off your iPhone and like connect. So it's, I'm not saying it's, it's, not, it's easy because we're working through the – the cortisol, we're working through things that are unknown and we are working through that energy and it can, people can totally shut down because it scares the hell out of them but they know at the same time what they've been doing hasn't worked for them and it hasn't been working and yeah, cool, you can keep doing that. That's cool, that's your choice. You want to keep doing that. If you don't want to do the work, I can't make you do the work but if you do start taking the love prescription, you follow the program, I can guarantee you not only you have a lot more fun but everything will change. And the people you attract will change, your life will change, your health will change. And it's a blessing. It's a blessing for me to be able to do this work. And it's a blessing talking to you right now. And, 
you know, just really appreciate what you're doing to help all these women. And, and yeah, thank you. Thank you. Well, I'm going to ask you my final question. That's one of my favorite questions. So you're 35, 15 yeah. years from now, 85 years old, right? You're sitting somewhere beautiful and yeah. you're thinking about all of the work that you've done in your life, all of the people that you've touched. At 85, what do you want to say that you were able to accomplish over the course of your lifetime? Oh, wow, that's a big question. I'm tearing up, actually, yeah. <laughs> as you say that. Um, it's like I'm seeing myself as an old woman, like looking out over this beautiful beach somewhere. Mm-hmm. And um, just what's coming through to me is just I'm feeling really blessed, and I feel blessed that I've been able to impact millions of people and women and men around the world and open other people up to, you know, being authentic and peace of mind. And the blessing is is in being able to reach those people. And I'm so glad that I've been able to make an impact to the people that I have by me living an authentic life and, you know, getting rid of my own fears, moving through that. And I just... I just feel really blessed, you know, to be in that position and to be be the woman that I am and have had the opportunities that I've had at that point as 85. So I'm just getting real peace and stillness, you know. It's just total gratitude. So it is and so shall it be. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Claire, thank you for taking the time with us today. <laughs> thank you so much, Cassandra. It's been great. All right. Talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Was that not the amazing episode that I told you it would be in the beginning? Amazing. And the fact that we were able to do that, even with phone, Skype, connection issues, also amazing. That speaks to the intuitive power of Claire Kelly, the love doctor. Be sure to follow Claire on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash love doctor global. All of her information will be in the show notes, but again, be sure to follow Claire Kelly, facebook.com forward slash love Dr. Global. And you know what? Again, I, I believe firmly that we create what we believe. Frank Lloyd Wright said, the thing always happens that you really believe and the belief in a thing makes it happen. And so what I would encourage you to do, having listened to this episode, is start to question what you believe. Start to really look at what are you believing about your life, in your life, about your business, your potential, because typically if we're getting certain results over and over again, it's because we don't, on a deep level, believe that we can have different results, or we believe that getting those different results means seriously hard work. So... I love this step. I love this episode. And uh, Claire Kelly is absolutely amazing. And she is doing a program for women going through infertility. Those of you who listen to the show on a regular basis, you know that right now, the deepest desire of my heart is to have five more children. And I'm 37. So I say all of that to say that um, I will certainly be in Claire's Lotus program uh, for women who are preparing their bodies for new life. Make sure that you check her out definitely join Claire on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash love doctor global. All right. This is Cassandra Vibus. She runs the show. I will talk to you next episode.